We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Guys, are you ready for some rapid fire? Booyah! Let's go! Here we go. Do you buy or sell Sam Hartman as a Heisman Trophy candidate right now? I sell him right now. Ask me the question again in three weeks. Uh, He's played Navy, Tennessee State, you know, eh, teams. His best performance, North Carolina State. There's just better numbers against similar opponents out there. I think when Sam Hartman starts having good games and winning the big games, that's when he'll be I'll be more of a buyer of the Heisman hype. I think he's a Heisman. Yeah, he's he's in at discussions, but oh, I want to put him in the top five right now. Oh. I want to put him in my top five right now just because I think what helps him is the, the, if he can beat strong opponents. That goes a long way with ha- as well as having good numbers. Let me ask you this. Who's in your top five then? What, what oh, strong man. opponents have been beaten? Um, I have uh, Shador Sanders up there. Um, I have Quinn Ewers up there. Um, I have, uh, Jaden Daniels up there. I have Penix up there. Um, that's four. Yeah, I'm sure, I, I think I could Caleb Williams, the, but who yeah, have they the beaten? Heisman, but, but who have they beaten? You know, you, you just Daniels said you're LSU Shador Sanders is just putting out numbers that I think no one it's expected. Fine. And it's godly. Yeah, I agree with you know that. What I mean, what about um, Penix? who's Washington beaten so far. No, that, I mean, that's fair because really. The only team that's beaten anybody so far is Florida State, right? Or you know, in Texas. It, well, yeah, in Texas, yeah. So point. I agree with Quinn Ewers, right? I I'm not saying I disagree with some of the names that Jesse brought up, but your criteria for not putting <laughs> Sam Hartman in the conversation, I don't think holds a ton of water because he is. I buy him as a candidate. I'm not buying him as the leader in the clubhouse because I think right now, if you were giving out the Heisman Trophy, I think Shadur Sanders wins it because of all the hype that he's getting and the play on the field, yeah. right? Sam Hartman doesn't have that behind him, but I still think that he's a candidate based on the numbers that he's put up and the efficiency and all of those different things. Now, will he be a stronger candidate once he beats Ohio State or once he beats Ohio State and Duke or whatever the case may be? Absolutely. But I think right now he's at least in the conversation, which makes him a candidate. I think he's working his way into candidacy, and I think that it helps. Like when Lee Corso brought it up on College Game Day, 
last week that he thinks that he's going to be at least a finalist for the Heisman Trophy. But I will say he wouldn't still have plus 2,200 odds in Las Vegas if he were a true candidate right now. Where does that place say, him, though? Like, as far yeah, he's as he's at I'll least 10th down, I that think. That puts him around 10th or 11th, okay. something like that. So, you know, he's within striking distance. I think he becomes a true candidate if. Everything goes well next week. Right. To me, it's Ohio it's State. it's like uh, I think the best comparison or analogy is like a golfer, right? Like he's staying in it on the front nine right now. Yeah. Um. But Absolutely. he's really looking to explode on that back nine and, and surge past everyone and have a great Sunday. I, I guess is the best way. Um. I'm looking at it, but I agree with you, Vince. Like he's looking at moving day, right? Yeah. And I and I think I, I agree with a lot of what Vince was saying though too. Like I. I it's he's right on that fringe, and I know that's not sure. a great answer, but well, it, it's accurate. It's though. just kind of where I'm at. Yeah, no, it's accurate, and it's that's absolutely and that's accurate. how I see him. He's still on the fringe to me, not a true candidate just yet, but he is on the fringe. But as with all these guys, and that, that's a great point that he's made. As these teams start playing better competition, that's when you're going to see some fluctuations in the right. performances. Like right. even Shadur Sanders, as great as he is has not faced a real test yet. Exactly. You know, so exactly. it's a That's great story thing. and it obviously yes. ties in with his dad and all that stuff, but he hasn't played a great team yet. Once you know what's crazy though somebody, is like, he'll get to go against the, like that USC Colorado game is going to be nuts. Like, and that is coming <laughs> up, baby. No defense and just like NCAA football video game numbers from those quarterbacks. And I think Oregon can be very similar too. I know. <laughs> sure. Uh, and, and I mean, and Washington, if they play Washington, I don't even know if they do, but like that, you know, Washington's <laughs> defense is iffy at best, but their offense is, I think they're throwing for an average, like 450 yards a game or something crazy like that. It's amazing how a team that nobody has cared about for That's the true. better part of 20 years has become so polarizing in two games. I'm about to get my bus. <laughs> I'm talking about Colorado, of course. Yeah. Because, like, who are you going to pull for, Vince, when Colorado plays USC? Is it a slam dunk that you'll be pulling for Colorado? It is not a slam dunk because <laughs> I got to look. I have to look at it through the eyes of Notre Dame, right? Because I want USC to have a strong strength of schedule. I want them to have a, you know, I want them to be a top 10 Vince team. wants to beat them when they're undefeated. Yes. Yeah. That's what I want. So I think I would be rooting for USC as much as it would be painful to do so. So uh, it's very interesting, though. And and look, Sam Hartman is not a Heisman Trophy finalist unless Notre Dame has 11 wins. Yep. They got to win 11 games for him to be a finalist, period. Obviously, 12 would be great, too. USC didn't go undefeated last year, and Caleb Williams got it. I just but he, don't he know. Did I don't. His team. Yeah, I don't see Sam Hartman being that dynamic of a player. He's a good. He's a good college quarterback. He's not going to have those dynamic Heisman moment. He doesn't have the Twitter reels where he's freaking you know juking out three guys and throwing yeah. the ball downhill like or downfield like Patrick Mahomes does. You know, it's yeah. just, he's not as sexy as quarterback as Caleb. Right. He doesn't. He sell needs to much. produce. He needs to produce. Colorado what sells for him is wins. Yes. Colorado and USC play September 30th, same day Notre Dame plays Duke. Please, please, TV gods, let us be able to watch both of those Did games. Did you guys see the slate <laughs> the, the day that Notre Dame plays Ohio State? I can't remember all the games, but there is just like heavy hitter at all, like noon, three, and seven. And obviously, you know, Notre Dame's in the night game, but like there's just nice heavy hitting matchups all day. It'll be a good day of college football. I can't remember the real the exact teams, but it, it's a good slate. 
How how early does the start times come out? Is it just a week in advance, like the Sunday before? Or is it more? Is it is it earlier than that, Sean? For most of them, we're like, yeah, they're like a week in advance. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I, I know. I, I've got that Duke game circled, man, because my school decided to have a homecoming dance that night. Oh, brother. So I uh, hope it's an early game. I would doubt that's going to be another noon game. I would agree with you. I'm I'm at least hoping for a 3.30 game. Yeah, exactly. That's you know, what I'm hoping. That way I can take the late shift. But even if it's 3.30, that doesn't do us a lot of good as far as watching other games. Because no, space, it doesn't do us right? any good. It just messes What's the that? night up. I said leave space, am I right? For the Holy Spirit. <laughs> <laughs> We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're stressed about buying tickets or doing some last-minute ticket hunting to college football games, concerts, comedy shows, your favorite activities, game time is the place for you. They take the stress out of buying tickets. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theaters near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball games, concerts, comedy shows, theaters, and more. The Game Time Guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. It's the fastest-growing ticket app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone, so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code IRISH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code IRISH for $20 off. Download the GameTime app today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. That's GameTime.co. Okay, so one of our subscribers started a thread on the boards the other day asking if Notre Dame would get left out of the college football playoff if they go undefeated. And his theory in this is he posted a list of possible um, multiple undefeated teams at the end of the year. 
Here are the potential unbeaten teams from each conference that he listed. Florida State from the ACC, Georgia from the SEC, Texas in the Big 12, Washington, USC he has in the Pac-12. I'm assuming that means one of the two of them, and obviously not both of them. It can't be USC. play each other. Right. Um, (laughs) And then – well, and that's that's a great well, point. I was going to make that point when I okay. was done reading this list. But in, the, in the Big Ten, he has Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan. You're absolutely right because if Notre Dame is unbeaten, USC is not going to be unbeaten. And neither so is Ohio automatically State. Automatically take them off. Neither yeah, is neither Ohio would State, Ohio State. Yeah. Yep, exactly. But there are po- still other possibilities sure. that he lists. But so the question is, if there are at least five unbeaten teams at the end of the season, and Notre Dame is one of them. Would the Irish be left out of the college football playoff? I would say, and sorry, Vince, I don't want to take your thunder on this. I've been thinking about it for a while now. Hit it. I would say no because there's a large, and I think the biggest thing it rests on is who else is left. And well, I'm just going to say no because Notre Dame would have (laughs) just such a strong, I think, strength of resume. Um, In comparison, you'd have, you know, you would if Ohio State has one loss. And they they beat Michigan, then it's like okay, well we you know you're essentially saying they're better than all of those teams out there in the Big Ten. Um, and then if you beat USC, and then USC maybe goes on to beat Washington. I just think Notre Dame has such a strong strength of schedule if they take care of business and go undefeated that you couldn't leave out a 12 and 0 Notre Dame, knowing their brand, their national brand, and the teams that they beat along the way to get there. Don't kid yourself. Brand has something to do with it. I agree with you wholeheartedly on that one when it comes to eyeballs and all of those different things on, on the college football playoff. 100% matters. Here, my, my argument is very similar to Jesse's. I think the strength of schedule will win out because Notre Dame will most likely, if they're, well, if they're undefeated, they will have beaten three top 10 teams. Well, not only that, but three teams that are like the Duke would probably play in the ACC championship. USC would probably play in the Pac-12 championship. And there's a chance that Ohio State could still play in the Big Ten championship. So you're talking about three wins over teams that are playing in their conference championships. Right. I don't think you can argue with their strength of schedule at that point. And and I'm not even saying they would be the number one seed. All they got to do is get in. Right. So you can make the argument maybe that three other teams, and I haven't like figured out like, the wins yeah. and the loss. I haven't. That's where out. I'm at, Vince. <laughs> but what I can tell you is, I know who Notre Dame would have beaten, and that strength of schedule, at the very least, is top four. And at that the is the least. case for it. Yeah, and, and that's 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 the first case for it. But what you said also does matter, Vince. Having Notre Dame in the college football playoff will first. matter to that committee <laughs> because it is also a TV show, and right, like you continue to hear every year about what the ratings are for the college football playoff. And yeah, and, and it does, yep. it equals money. And yep. that's, if they have the chance to have Notre Dame, they're not going to leave Notre Dame out. Now, if you ask me if it's realistic that five teams end up undefeated at the end of the season, I'll tell you absolutely <laughs> not. Like Notre Dame's not getting left out if they're one of five unbeaten teams yeah. because of the resume, because of what we just talked about. But there's no way there's going to be five unbeaten no. teams at the end of the year. No chance. So, there might be two. You know what I mean? Like there, right. there has never been a case where there's been four, even four undefeated teams, if I'm not mistaken, right. you know, that were shoe-ins to the college football playoff. There's always been that question about one lost team versus one lost team versus a two lost. You know, there's always been that argument going into the final ranking, right? Yep. 
it's never going to be that clear cut. It's never going to be that way. But it's a really fun thought experiment when you say five undefeated teams. It's just not going to happen. Yeah, exactly. Fill in the blank. NC State's home field advantage last week was blank. Uh, a non-story like that, <laughs> and and I'm sorry. It was it was a it was a great story going in that you know Notre Dame on the road, Power Five program, and you know they're really going to bring in fans are going to be excited. Yeah, they were. They were really excited, and Notre Dame looked like garbage at the beginning of the game. That's why you play an entire game. And I, I think I said this on Monday, Sean, because we kind of we kind of threw this one back and forth with each other. If it was such a great home field experience, then why did half the stadium leave? <laughs> like, stick around for the game. They're going to play it. You know, uh-huh. like, they left. They left the stadium. They left the parking That's- lot. I don't know gone. the last time you were a little too drunk at noon <laughs> and then you were asked to take a break for two hours and, you know, had a little nap and that nap went in from two hours to four hours. You know, it's hard to keep the kids rallied, you know, after a long rain delay like <laughs> They're that. They're already there. Come on. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> no, to me, it was subpar until the rain delay until and then after the rain delay, it wasn't even that. It was nothing. Yeah. All the. All the I, basically that rain delay shot it all down, and I, I think that the Audric SMA uh, run was the ultimate, you know, dagger in, into the whole home field advantage. I felt it for the first five or six minutes. The fans were going nuts. Notre Dame was going three and out. You know, NC State was buzzing around. Everyone was fresh, and I think the weather delay just calmed everyone down. Right on Notre Dame's side, it called calmed down the players and it calmed down the NC State fans. And then after that, it was done. Look, it is what we thought it would be. It was a non-factor. And it was if, <laughs> if, if NC State had somehow come up with some big play early on and set everybody into a frenzy, you know, I don't know, maybe it's maybe it's more, but the weather did play into it. But even then, just just like you said, Jess, like five or six minutes in, you didn't even hear that crowd. And we heard yeah. from people who were there who said it was it just really wasn't that loud, and we didn't think it would be that loud i mean i'm sure that it's a nice little you know home field advantage on a saturday when you're playing sure. some some acc teams and whatever they had a nice little streak going there but it just it was never going to be the advantage that it was being built up to yes be. that was that was uh grasping at straws for nc state fans is what yeah. it, it is what it was and look I mean, I guess it is what it is. They were excited. You know, Notre Dame's coming to town. They're going to play spoiler and all these different things. Just didn't come to fruition, folks. And if you weren't wearing red, you knew that that was what was going to happen. So, sorry. Guys, if we only talk about one coach the rest of the season that is not currently at Notre Dame, should it be Brian Kelly? Should it be (laughs) Deion Sanders? Should it be Jim Harbaugh? Or Tommy Reese. You can only pick one that we can so, talk about for the rest of the year. I'm going to go ahead and take this one on first. I'm throwing out okay. two names. Brian Kelly, I don't care. I'm throwing out a second name. Um, oh, man. Jim Harbaugh, you can go. I don't care about Jim Harbaugh. I, I think he's annoying. And every time I see something about him, it's not even worth my time. He's just overall, I don't care about him. So that leaves me Dion. It leaves me Tommy Reese. And I have different reasons for both Tommy Reese I got into a little bit of some Twitter wars last week. 
just kind of pointing <laughs> out some facts that, you know, Tommy Reese isn't responsible for the 34 points given up by Alabama at home. And Quinn Ewers playing a fantastic game. And on the flip side, I love Dion. I'm a big supporter of Dion. I think that he can handle things a little bit better, but his kids play hard and they buy into him. And I think that's worth talking about because Colorado is going to have far more than one win compared to last year and the roster flip. So to me, I'm going to go with Dion because I think he's doing impressive things and I des- I think it deserves to be highlighted. And we're talking about primetime, baby. He's always going to give you something to talk about. <laughs> yes. I'm already sick of primetime. I, I, I have, I, I actually have respect for what he is accomplishing because I agree with everything that Jesse said. His kids play really hard for him. Yeah. And, they do. you know, Shador Sanders has been at Colorado for six months or whatever it's been. And he's already bought into, you know, protect the buff and all those different, like, I, I appreciate that. And like, they don't play dirty on the field. No, Vince. They, like, don't. they play good ball. They play exactly Absolutely. how you're supposed to. He is coaching those kids the right way. Again, he could go about some of the things that he says in his press conferences a little bit differently, but whatever. I'm already sick of hearing about him because I think at the end of the day, they're probably going to end up being about a 500 team. Yep. And But that's a huge turnaround from one win. Yep. But again, yeah. are they going to be like spoilers to the national championship or anything like that? I don't know. So I'm sick of him. I agree with you on Jim Harbaugh. My goodness, I don't care about Jim Harbaugh. He will make his own bed and have to sleep in it, and it's it's usually pretty ugly. And I am never shocked at how his kids play uh, for him, uh, and I don't mean that as a compliment. Um, and then I, you know what? I have no ill will towards Tommy Reese in Same. any stretch of the imagination. Me I too. agree. I agreed with your Twitter war that you were having <laughs> uh, wholeheartedly. It was not his fault. He has a true freshman quarterback. Who's just an amazing athlete that hasn't figured out how to play quarterback yet. And he'll get there. I just, I, you know, I'll leave that one there. It will, this, this question will always be start and end with Brian Kelly. Always. <laughs> It will always be that way. Brian for me. Kelly will always be yes. Vince's punching bag. Damn it! I was going to say there has to be <laughs> there has to be a punching bag we can come at. And I know yes. that some people get tired of hearing us talk I about Brian Kelly, but it is great sport on this yes. show to be able <laughs> yes. to take shots at Brian Kelly. I mean, we started off with the Kelsey story earlier from the you know the Brian Kelly in the Cincinnati <laughs> locker room. It's like. That is prime time stuff right there. Like we would have to bleep out half of the stuff that they were saying to play it on the show, but like, give me more of that. Yes. And I just, I think at some point, I don't disagree with, with much of what Jesse's saying about Deion Sanders, but I've already, you know, I haven't hit the fill, you know, my, my fill line like Vince has with, with, uh, with Deion overflowing out of your water cup. But I'm 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 you're I'm getting, getting there. I'm getting close. Yeah. But at the same time, then like you've got the Colorado State Jay Norvell. Did you see what you know he was saying? Like throwing no. shade at Dion oh, about man. he should be taking his hat off and his his sunglasses off. You know, like to talk to adults or something like no that. Hood it's up. like it's like, dude, you got to go play this guy on Saturday. Right. And you've already Stop. seen what he's done. Stop. You might just want to zip it. You know? Yeah. Well, that 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 to me, <laughs> instead of taking the starters out, Dion's gonna let him ride. You know what I mean? He's he's I know. not gonna feel bad about it anymore. So that that only that was stupid. That was a stupid comment to <laughs> if make. If people want Dion to tone it down, don't take shots at him. Yeah, like I work in a high school. Okay, 
there's just certain battles you don't fight anymore. Taking your hat off when talking to an adult is not one of those battles that you fight anymore. Right. It's just not. Like, the no hat policy in the school, like, that went the way of the dinosaurs, folks. You know what I mean? Like, that it, it, it's not a sign of disrespect. That's Dion, man. Like, and that's a lot of the youth of today. And it's not changing anytime soon. And so, you know, I I don't have an issue with that part at all. It's it's the it's some of the words that come out of his mouth, right. you know, like the whole uh, you know, I'm a black man with a 75% black roster and that scares people or something like what are you talking about? Like that <laughs> that was weird. Like that's just a weird thing to say because Marcus Freeman is that exact same thing. And I don't think people are 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 scared or whatever. He's like, it's just I don't know. I like that kind of stuff. It's like, yeah, okay, let's hundred percent. You know, but right. I will always, I will always, always, always root against Brian Kelly and try to make fun of him in any way possible. Always. He just he just gave Notre Dame fans a reason, you know. Oh, <laughs> over and over oh, yeah. again. That's just, and he's showing he's already shown with the stuff that he's done since he's been at LSU yeah. that he's he is that guy. Right. Know? Well, and the fact that he can't, as, as the kids would say, he can't keep Notre Dame out of his mouth. Right. And so he, if he can keep coming back to it, then so can we. That's right. <laughs> That's exactly right. It's like the giving tree. All right, let's do some game props on this sucker. Notre Dame Central yeah, Michigan. My favorite part of the show. Anyone if, if if everyone was smart, they'd listen because all of our three leg parlays hit last week. Bang, bang, bang. That's right. They we did didn't too. build a parlay because the lines and the props came out a little bit later um, this time. Notre Dame minus 34 and a half. The over under is 51 and a half. This number, the, the over under did, the point total did drop a little bit over the last couple of days. Dropped a couple of points. <laughs> what do you guys think? Give me the over on both, baby. This is a 50-burger. Notre Dame's getting that 50 on itself, and that'll cover the spread. I can't say I disagree with what Jesse's saying. I think there's a chance that Notre Dame keeps their starters in maybe even a little bit longer than normal just because of the game that's next week. Yep. want to make sure everybody's firing, on, you know, firing the same cylinder, all that fun stuff. So I think they're going to score at will in this game. I, I agree, man. I would take Notre Dame minus the points, and I would take the over – for the over under i'm with you completely agree and we'll give our predictions here in a minute but um yeah i, I think i don't have notre dame quite getting the over by themselves with my total I don't either. even though i don't I might either. be a little bit shy i don't know but yeah i've i've got them i've got them covering both over under 238 and a half passing yards for sam hartman this is a sharp 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 number i would not actually well i can't say that because i did play it but <laughs> i would take <laughs> i would take the over in this case um, so to me what this boils down to is you got to look at sam hartman's yards in comparison to quarters played because he hasn't been playing full games yet so when, when you're working numbers you got to look at quarters played he's played 10 total wait no he played he played three and then he played two so five he's played nine quarters uh, that's right i did it right he's played nine quarters um, you take Come, on, his total, Come on, math. Take his total yards, divide that by nine. I think he plays three quarters. That's 244 passing yards, just over. Sharp, sharp number. But I'm taking the over. <laughs> he brought his math. He brought his math. <laughs> Look, I did not think about it that deeply, not surprisingly. <laughs> but 
I agree with taking the over. And my logic is a little bit different, I guess. But the reason I would take the over is he pounded the over last week. And the over was about 224, 225, something like that. And he was way over. And he stunk in the first quarter. And I just don't see how that, like, even if he starts out slow, I still think he hits the over. He had 194 in the first half mm-hmm. against Tennessee State. And so the biggest question yes. is in this game, yes, that, yep. and, and this is this is what makes it to me one that I don't think that I would touch, yep. is how long he's going to stay in the game. That's sure. what we don't know. We don't, like, is Marcus Freeman going to pull him out at halftime again Mm-mm. if it's 35 to 3 or, you know, uh-uh. whatever. Like Three quarters. I mean, you think it's three quarters, but we <laughs> don't know if it's going to be. I got to talk myself I was not into expecting, it, okay? I, I, I was not expecting Steve Angeli to start the second half, even with the score what it was. I right, could have seen surprising. like midway through the third quarter, um, but I was not expecting Steve Angeli that early. So I wouldn't touch this, and I lean towards under just because if they do everything they're supposed to in the first half, <laughs> then he's going to be out before he gets a chance to get to it. You're like the Kirk Herbstreet of our show. You just got to be different. <laughs> <laughs> Don't hate me because I'm different. <laughs> They're going to screenshot this and post right. it everywhere. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Over under two and a half touchdown passes for Hartman. This is, again, a really tough number, and this is at plus value, actually, meaning that it's it's favored to not happen. Um, but you know what? I've taken the over in three straight games. I'm doing it for a fourth, baby. Give me those three touchdowns. I think he's three right on the dot. Yeah, and I, I think that there's going to be a couple touchdowns where it's a short pass and a long gain. Uh, I think he's going to get the ball to his athletes in space, and yeah. the Notre Dame athletes are far superior to the Central Michigan defensive athletes I, I see an RB uh, running back screen yeah, for a touchdown. Absolutely. Yep. I, I completely agree. It's going to be something silly and short like that where he throws the ball five yards but ends up picking up 70 or something along those lines and a touchdown. Yep. I absolutely could see it. So I would take the over, and then not just because he's going to throw bombs or whatever. I just think there's going to be a couple short ones that turn into big games. I agree. I, I think he's going to be over as well. And I mean, if he gets the ball with a minute to go, or I mean, I'll. <laughs> Basically, at this point, if he gets the ball with 30 seconds to go in the first half, he's probably right. going to end up throwing a Seriously. touchdown pass. So, Seriously. Yeah, I mean, so there's there's one just by itself. You're telling me he's not going to get two over the course of the rest of the first half? So, right. Yeah, this is this is over for me as well. Over <laughs> under 37 and a half receiving yards for Chris Tyree. Yeah, over. agreed. Agreed. He that's, just one, has... that's one catch again, and that's like yeah. Vince just talked about it. A short crosser over the middle. Tyree yep. makes a guy miss. Goodbye. Bye. Part of my parlay last week. Nobody's and, uh, catching Chris Tyree next week or yeah. this week coming Those up. Slow I mean. linebackers. Yeah, I'm telling sorry. you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 49 and a half receiving yards for Jaden Thomas. 
This one's a little tougher for me. This one's very tough. It's very hit or miss. Yeah. It's like either he gets like 20 or 30 or he's going for like 80 or, 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 you know, between like 70 and 80. Or zero. Yeah. Yeah. This is where you get into the way the ball has been distributed. Like 37 and a half for Tyree is – Easier. And I think what makes it easier for Tyree is he's 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 got more of that big play and just one catch can get him the 40. That's not exactly. that's not Thomas's game. It's going to take two, three, four receptions to get over that number. Yeah, yeah. agreed. Absolutely agree. And I just don't know that they're going to need Jaden Thomas in this game. Yeah, exactly. Right. Kind of like last week. They're like, going to they let their speed cook. <laughs> yeah, they, they didn't need him last week. Now, he was out there blocking his butt off and doing other things, right? But – they didn't need him to be this prolific pass catcher. I, I number one, I would stay away from this. Number two, if I had to take it, I would. I might take the under. To be I, honest, I, I just don't know. That, too. I just don't know that this game sets up real well for him. Watch, he'll have like eighty yards and two <laughs> touchdowns. Yeah, we're all going to eat but, crow on Monday. <laughs> yeah, I think that Audric Estime's num rushing total la- last week was was it eighty nine or was it eighty something? It was eighty nine and a half. Eighty nine and a half. It's 102 and a half. Yeah. (laughs) Good point. It's 102 and a half this week. I mean, they're committed to getting him his touches and he's, he's going to be able to break off a big one in the first or second quarter. I think I'm, you know, he, he he played a little bit against Navy towards the end of the game when they took starters. out. I don't think that's going to happen again, but I I just, I, I, he hasn't proven me wrong. And with the amount of touches he's gotten in every single game, I don't see that going down. So give me the over. This is again; these are bad linebackers. They're they're not going to be able to bring him down. Good point. That's a that's a I actually probably the best point that you made right there. Um, the number scares me a little bit because I don't know if he's going to break off an eighty yard run again. You uh-huh. know what I mean? And if I'm this coaching staff, I don't know that I give him a ton of carries in this game. Just just enough to you know get his feet wet and say he played and all that fun stuff. But like, you need number seven next week badly and so i just don't know i would take the under here because i just don't know he's going to play enough to get to that spot this feels like a game where one he can crank off like a couple runs he'll probably crank off a couple of runs might not be 80 yards but like a 30 yard or a 40 yard that kind of thing and be close just on two carries alone but it also feels like the kind of game because of that they're going to go early and often to the rest of these guys yeah. out of the backfield and give them more opportunity. So I think I would go under 102 and a half for Audric this week because of that. All right. So this topic comes up a lot, both on the boards and social media. And, you know, when we've got people visiting for, for game weekends, they've got to know what's the best pizza in South Bend. What do you guys think? <sighs> comes down to two um and i think there's a, a, a style preference for each i say it's either barnaby's or bruno's used to be a barnaby's guy but i am uh and again barnaby's is more of small pieces kind of thinner um bruno's is bigger pieces and more doughy. yeah yep, yep. um so i think it's between those two and you know what you're feeling that night but if i was you know on a stranded island and i only had <laughs> one choice for the rest of my life say it man. just say it bruno's bam Nicely done, sir. <laughs> Completely agree. It's Bruno's for me. I like a good crust. 
I'm not yeah. a thin crust guy. Yeah. I and I know and this Bruno's sounds... is not like a deep dish. So yeah, 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 exactly. they have a deep dish option, but it's not a deep just for no, like good ratio. Good ratio. But, but I like the the crust part. Like I, yeah. I am a big fan of the crust. Nice crust. Um, it's even it's a better little when you thicker got... than New York style, but it's it not is like yeah, yeah, and, and it's even better when you got a little garlic sauce to dip a little garlic Ooh. butter, you know, to dip it into. Exactly. Um, soon. <laughs> yeah, that I just and I, this has nothing to do with the taste of the pizza, but I hate party style cutting. I don't like the squares. I like to hold my crust. I whenever there's party style, I'm always on the crust. I never go with the inside square pieces. I don't. I don't like it. I eat those last, Vince. Yes, hundred percent. I like the crust as well. I agree. Like until until it's like okay, I've had enough crust, you know, I've got enough salt and all that kind of sure. it's like I'll just have a little meat with my thin, you know, <laughs> slice there in the middle. But I, I agree. I think I lean toward Bruno's as well. It's been a long time since uh since I've had a Bruno's. Might have to do that here. Now soon. and the, the 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 it's not a problem. I'm gonna say the problem is, but it's not a problem. There's a Bruno's <laughs> like two blocks from my house. Nice. And so they do. I like just getting a slice, you know? You don't even have to get the full pizza. That's true. A slice. But, you know, I'm family of seven over here. We're, we're always <laughs> getting the extra large. I've never understood, like, the love for Rocco's myself. I've never been a Rocco's yeah. person. It's not, it, it's, the ambiance is great. I, I do like the ambiance in there, but it also... If you are a fan of personal space, that's not really the place <laughs> to go. That's true. I mean... You know, it, on top it's a of lot. each other. I mean, Those I are your these, people, Vince. I know it's true. That's why I do like the ambiance, but I don't like being on top of other people. And I, it's very similar to me. And I know these are two completely different things, but like the linebacker on a Oof. on a busy night, like I can't stand that. Oof. It's too crowded. I, I I can't do it. It's not me. Uh, and you can so see the panic attack. Already. I don't like it at all. I don't. I like my space, man. I like my space. I have a bubble. I don't disagree. Like the wall-to-wall crowd, that's that's yeah. uh, that's that's not a thing. I'd, I'd prefer like, you know, a couple people shooting some pool, watching yes. some football games, hundred percent, yeah, all day long. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of, I think I'm going to. Uh, uh, I found a Notre Dame bar here in uh, Cleveland. I think I'm going to go to for the game this weekend. Oh, that's a shocker. Multiple, I would think. <laughs> Jesse's, got bar. Every, Jesse's got a bar in every city that he goes to. So. <laughs> Are you gonna have your shirt open like that at the bar with the little chest hair popping out? And as, the gold as, chain? as the the drinks go down and the points go up, more <laughs> buttons will come undone. You should see photos, man. It's like you, you see him in these in these pictures. It's like, do you know how to button your shirt? <laughs> the first thing I noticed then when we got on, I knew I was going to bring it up at some point. It feels like we're winding down. I had to get it in. <laughs> and i noticed the gold chain too so you're really well, there's, there's two of them don't be fooled <laughs> there's two of them you look like you'd be hanging out at rocco's right now. <laughs> oh my goodness that is great this is fantastic all right game prediction <laughs> jesse start us up uh i have you know I, i'm gonna follow suit to, to some trends i've seen uh 45 against navy uh 45 against nc state and then i believe what's the last number 56 against tennessee oh, yeah. state um, signed me up for about 48 on offense. Um, Navy scored three, Tennessee state scored three. Um, NC state was what, like 24 yep. that, you know, NC state while their offense wasn't great. Central Michigan is not going to come close to that. I think they're pretty similar and, and, um, what they're going to do in terms of output to Navy and Tennessee state. 
Um, but instead of three, give me six. 48 to six. Interesting. Is that a missed PAT or is that two field goals? Two field goals. Okay. All right. Just checking. I think there might be a garbage touchdown in there someplace at the end because I do think Bert Emanuel is a pretty darn good athlete. And if the he's going to play the whole game, if the second team loses contain one time, he could go like he could go to the house. Like he's that he's that good of a runner. Right. I mean, I do think he's a very good runner. I don't think he's a great quarterback. but I think he's a good runner. And so I've got I've got the chips scoring 10. All right. So maybe a field goal in like normal time and then like a garbage touchdown later. And I've got Notre Dame putting up 49. So 49 to 10. I contemplated the 6 and 10 for a really long time, Vince. Um, I want to sneak in one more thing. Of course you do. (laughs) Jeremiah Love, anytime touchdown. Book it, book it, book it. Audric estimates minus 700. That is insane. You would have to bet $700 just to win 100 if he scores. That is never worth it. Give me because some Jeremiah Love. Because he's going to score. That's the dumbest bet on the planet. He's going to score. Well, that's how Marvin Harrison Jr. was in week one, and he didn't score. His odds were minus 700, and he didn't sneak in. So I'm, I'm yeah. forever not going to touch those for that reason. No. Yeah, I don't blame you. Okay, so remember last week, everyone at Irish Breakdown picked NC State to score 17 points. They did. And really – Probably should have ended up being 17. I mean, not for you know, agreed. like in in the real world, it was 17, but it, right, you know, it right. ended up 24. But felt good about it. It is what it is. We all felt pretty good about it. You, Jesse, picked 48 points. Vince, did you just pick 49? I did. I've got Notre Dame 49, and Ooh. I have Central Michigan six. So it's like a combo of the two of us. <laughs> yes, this yes, is, I like it. I match. I match Notre Dame's points with Vince. Only one off from Jesse, and I match Central Michigan's points with Jesse. So that just—it's going to be a long day for Central Michigan. It is, and you know, again, the biggest question is going to be how much the reserves. I think right, are able to get and, and when. Work. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. When they go in and and how they play and and all of that fun stuff. Because look. At the end of the day, Central Michigan, according to my Lindy's preseason magazine, is the 101st best team in college football, and they are the sixth best MAC team. So they're not great. Okay. No. They're not great. Michigan State started very slow and ended up winning that game 31 to 7. Yeah. Right. I think that Notre Dame is right. not going to start slow, and the trend of. You know, Central Michigan not scoring a lot against a better defense yes. is also going to be a trend. And a a a team with a head coach like Notre Dame, um, I'm comparing them to Michigan State. Notre <laughs> Dame is better. So yes, <laughs> <laughs> markedly better. Markedly. <laughs> All right. Well, that's going to do it. We'll wrap it up with that. Notre Dame Central Michigan Saturday afternoon two thirty. Don't forget it is on peacock and of course you can uh you know if you want to listen on the radio you can always stream it on the odyssey app a-u-d-a-c-y we get asked that all the time where people can find the radio yep. broadcast the odyssey app is where you can find it so tune in it's worth it yep do that and of course the post game show coming up after the game irish breakdown and then uh upon further review i assume it's going to be sunday night we I mean, typically don't find out to the weekend that's right. You can find film. Yeah, that's right. And then we'll be back, of course, on Monday as well. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the game, and we will talk to you then. I began to kick off.